good day and welcome to episode 260 of Live Happy Now. This is Paula Phelps and this week we are going to tap into our creative side. You know, using our creativity is a proven way to increase our personal well-being. It can put you in a positive mood and that starts an upward spiral that makes you feel more creative and thereby further increases your happiness. But somehow life creeps in and takes over the time we'd love to spend exploring our creativity. And before we know it, we feel like we've lost touch with our creative side entirely. Well, this week's guest is an expert in tapping into creativity. Martha Alderson is an author who also works with best-selling authors, Hollywood directors, artists, and performers all over the world to help them find their creativity. Now, you can try this at home. Her new workbook, Boundless Creativity, is a one-month exploration into your creative side. So let's hear what Martha has to say about it. Martha, welcome to Live Happy Now. Thank you for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here. This is such a great workbook that you've written for us, and what a great time for us to work on our creativity. It seems like it. I know that a lot of people are under enormous stress for all sorts of reasons because of the virus, but if people do have free time and they're looking to fill it, creatively. I think by going through the program and the workbook, it's just a great way to let go of everything that's happening around us, all the news, all the problems of the world, and just sink into your creativity and into really your spirit and who you are at your core beyond all the material things and the problems and everything else. So I think it would be a great place for people to spend some time. Well, obviously when you wrote it, you didn't say, hey, I think everyone's going to have a couple months. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, So what was your decision behind writing it in the first place? Well, I have been a plot consultant for about 30 years for writers. Every story, whether it's a memoir, a screenplay, or a novel has to have a plot. And I'm passionate about empowering women's voices. And women traditionally have had a lot of trouble with plot because it's a very linear, logical progression. And a lot of women writers are highly creative, somewhat disorganized, and are very interested in character development, but they don't really get plot. And so I just became passionate about teaching everybody, but it seemed like it turned out to be the majority of women. And then in doing that, It soon evolved into working with all kinds of creative people because what I found is we're all sort of on the same universal path. It's a universal story that has certain markers in them that we pass through along the way. And what I found is that it's great when you're in the creative muse and everything's flowing and you're feeling that euphoria of feeling like a conduit or a medium for the creative muse to come through you. But at some point we stumble and all of a sudden we read over what we wrote or we look at the painting we painted and think, oh my gosh, you know, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And we start to doubt ourselves and self-sabotage, come up with all sorts of reasons why we should put the project aside or give up or whatever. And this is especially true for anyone who has perhaps suffered what I call a backstory wound, which is 
something that has traumatized them in some way. You know, it can be a divorce or a parent leaving when you're a child or some kind of abuse or whatever. And that really influences what we say to ourselves about our worthiness and our capabilities and our potential. And that really interferes with the creative flow. All of a sudden, that flow is stymied and our spirits can't really get through to be able to give us the support and the encouragement that we deserve. I wanted to write a workbook to be able to help people to become unblocked, to be able to get rid of all this self-doubt and insecurities and unworthiness and to really live a life of passion and excitement and happiness and joy. And that really is something that I'm devoted to. And with this workbook, you really prepare us for what we're going to do. It does such a wonderful job of asking these deep, thoughtful questions. Where did all that come from? Over what course of time did you develop that these are the questions that are going to help drive us into our creative selves? Well, I think it's just sort of evolved over the last 30 years or so, probably my whole life, to tell you the truth. But when I came up with the idea of the universal story, I had a really hard time bringing it down to the concrete. It was very ethereal and spiritual and all of that. But once I started writing more about it and seeing these parts, you know, the beginning, the middle, and the end, it really correlates with the hero's journey that Joseph Campbell came up with. But I take it a step further and call it the universal story because I see it and not just what we move through as humans on our human path, but nature, you know, the seasons of the year, the moon cycles, plants growth, animal cycles, all these things have these same beginning, middles, and ends. And if you're aware of where you are on that journey and what's expected of you, it just makes the journey easier. Yeah, I did want to talk to you about the universal story. And can, I guess, you explain a little bit of what that is, kind of give us a Reader's Digest version of what the universal story is. So it is this energetic pathway that moves through everything. This is what I believe anyway. And we travel along on this. So if you're at the beginning of the universal story at any point of your life, you're in a comfortable place where you know what the expectations are, you're doing okay, everything is moving along. But at some point, something happens that thrusts you into an exotic world of the unknown, something you're not prepared for. It could be this virus. It could be all sorts of things as simple as when kids go off to college. You're moving from a comfortable world into an unknown world where you're not sure what the rules are, what the expectations will be. And that's what the middle becomes is a ground for learning. And as you're doing that, many times, you come to a place of crisis, that things don't turn out the way that you expect them to. You know, if we're going to go with the analogy of college, you flunk all your courses, you lose your funding, whatever happens. And it's the dark night of the soul where you want to give up and everything, it turns dark and you're in this vortex. And once you come out of that, if you learn what happened and why and all the skills and the abilities that you need in order to 
prevail, you then make the ascent rather quickly to your triumph or the climax, which is where you're able to do something you could have done at any other time or place in your life. But because of everything you suffered through in the middle, you learned the skills, the strength, the passion, the heart, whatever it is you needed to learn in order to do this thing that comes at this triumphant moment. And then you cycle back through and you start at the beginning again of something else and you go back through this pathway again. And how does knowing this, going through this journey, really open us up and connect us to our creativity? Well, so what happens is when you start a creative project, you know, at the beginning, you have a certain amount of confidence. That's why you're undertaking it. You think, oh, I'm going to write the great American novel, and I've got this great idea and this great character, and you sit down and you start writing. Well, once you start writing, you then can move into this middle portion or something may happen. You know, you'll join a critique group and they'll just trash your work and say, start over again, what are you talking about? And so then that becomes the learning ground. That's the place where you have to learn about characters, about plot, about pacing and dialogue and all of these things that are expected of you as a creative writer. And that brings up a lot of emotions. That brings up self-doubt, emotional traps, negative thinking, all of those things that can stop us. And in being a plot consultant, I found that so often that the most gifted writers that I worked with wanted to give up because they didn't believe in themselves. And so their spiritual journey became learning how to believe in themselves, trust in the process, and go the distance to be able to find that place of joy again, which then comes at the end as you're coming up to your triumph. But lots of times you have to go through a really, really dark time to be able to shed all of the stuff that's holding you back. You just have to go into the cauldron and have everything burned off in order for you to free yourself to be able to do what you came here to do. And does it help just knowing that that's all part of it? Yes. Yeah, because instead of saying, oh my God, this is horrible, it's like, all right, this is just part of the process and this is what needs to happen. And this is where I am. Look at where I am. I've already moved out of this portion into this part. So I'm making progress. This is a universal conundrum. So it's not just me, which is what I think we do. We personalize it. Oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. You know, I don't do enough. I don't deserve this. I don't whatever without realizing this is the process. This is where you want to be if you want to get to your highest truth. In the workbook, as you go through it, it's a month process. Can you set it up for us, like how it works? Sure. So at the beginning, it's a lot of getting ready. So that's the beginning portion that I was talking about. I'm not taking you out of your comfort zone. I'm allowing you to stay where you feel okay. But I am asking you to start to consider what may come up as we move into this and you take on a creative project. So I want you to think about the opposition that you might meet. Lots of times we get excited about wanting to be an 
artist, but then our family can react and say, wait a minute, you're spending all your time painting that painting. What happened to dinner? You know, I thought you were going <laughs> to wash our clothes or whatever, especially if you've sort of led everybody on to believe that this is the way that the ordinary world works. They expect that. So you have to sort of get them ready that things are going to change. And then I want people to start to understand their internal opposition because that is the most deadly. It's not what happens on the outside because it's how you react to what happens on the outside, but it's really your internal world of your beliefs about yourself, about your position and place in the world. And then I ask you to Think about what you'd like to do to take on a creative project, something that you think might take a month to complete. So if it is to paint a portrait or you want to learn how to throw a pot or you want to do a watercolor or write a story or whatever. And so then once you get all of your information together, then we move into the heart of the program, which is the middle. And that's where things will get harder because all of a sudden you're going to find out what you don't know and and how much effort it can take. Things don't just manifest. We all hear about these unbelievable stories about, oh, I sat by a river and this story just came to me. You know, (laughs) I just moved my pen across the notebook and here it was, a bestseller and look at me. Well, that doesn't necessarily always happen. Plus, it doesn't necessarily move that person person in a spiritual way to be able to become a bigger, more self-actualized person because they didn't have to go through all of these steps to get there. And what does it do for us spiritually when we connect to our creativity? Because you talk about that a lot. That's a very important component for you is the spiritual element of connecting with creativity. Well, because I believe for humans, the human spirit is the non-physical deepest part of you. It's your life force that's connected to everything else. And that is a pure place. That is a pure energy source. And then our humanness is sort of layered on top of that. And the longer we're here on earth, the more layers are placed on top of your spirit that can be suffocating really to that energetic force of other people's expectations of you, all the shoulds, coulds, woulds of the world, all these different expectations that people have that you have yourself. And those are all human expectations, which are fine. I mean, you know, we're humans on earth, but we're also here on a spiritual path. And energy and aliveness come from your spirit. So if you want to be happy and joyful and uplifted and believe in miracles and wonderful things in life, your spirit has to be able to be free and you have to be able to access that. And so one way to nurture your spirit, I believe, is through creativity because when you're in the creative muse, time stops the whole physical world disappears. It doesn't matter who you are or how much money you have or what car you drive or what your job description is. You're just in the moment of creating. And it's really this 
it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it because it's sort of when time and place disappear and lots of times you can read what you wrote the next day and think, oh my gosh, did I write that? Because <laughs> you're not in it. You've removed yourself and your spirit is sort of taking over. And then what happens is that you end up with an artistic work and a sensory reality that is the coming from your spirit through creativity. And then that gives you the confidence to just keep feeding it and keep trying new things and exploring it. Because I think that every time you go through a cycle in the universal story, it feeds your confidence. It allows you to realize, hey, I went through all this dark time, all these challenges, all this rejection or pulling my hair out or whatever it was because of your emotional baggage that you're carrying around that you've got to try to get rid of. But every time you pass through that, you come to your moment of triumph, you can then start to take on anything because your spirit is lifted and you believe in yourself. And I really believe that as you take a step forward, everything that wants to manifest is going to rush towards you. Because if anything needs to be manifested or any ideas or whatever, it has to come through us as human beings. So if we prove that we're an open conduit or that we're a willing participant, I think that then the whole universe or whatever it is out there, we then become active partners and we just keep proving that we can do whatever's being asked of us. And that just makes our life better and better and happier and happier. Yeah. And it's like building that muscle. It just keeps getting stronger. We can do more with it. So how can doing it in this environment when we're socially isolated and for one thing, most people have a lot more time than they expected to have. So to me, this is an ideal time to do something like this, but it's also where we're at mentally and the pressures that we're feeling. How can pursuing this workbook, how can completing this turn all this into a positive experience? So in the workbook, the reason that I put a time constraint on it, like I ask people to decide on a deadline of when they want to complete whatever creative project that they take on. And I recommend a month just because it's something that's manageable for the workbook, but it can be any length of time. But, and the reason I do that is because I want to put pressure. I want to challenge you to the point that you have to confront what's going to get in your way. So the fact that we're now forced into that, into isolation and have this pressure on us, that's just an added bonus almost. I know that's weird to say, but an added bonus to the program because what I want is to be able to bring up all of this stuff baggage that's within you to be able to learn to burn it off so that you're free of it. And when we come out of this, you'll be a different person because what the universal story really is, is a journey of transformation so that you can transform from the small you who's tripped up by your emotions and negative thinking or your belief systems or whatever into this greater being. You become, you're transformed and become closer to who you came here, you know, that you manifested here or incarnated here to become. It's such a timely and powerful workbook that you've created. In some ways, it reminds me of the artist's way, but it's Mm. very different from that. It has that same kind of feel to it, though, in terms of helping you move through this part of your life. 
Well, and I want people to take it on as something exciting because the payoff at the end, I really can't tell you because I've worked through a lot of my own baggage. I've had a lot of things that I've had to get rid of in order to manifest the dreams that I have. And so I know the euphoria, the excitement, the sense of confidence and security that comes when you believe in yourself fully. And when someone gets through this, how do you hope that it would change them? Once they complete the workbook, what's your greatest vision for them? Is that it's empowering, that it gets them charged up and energized and to get them to think differently, to believe differently, to let go of the mundane around us, the banality of life, and not judge who they are by the standards of everybody around us, by our jobs or who we hang out with or what we look like or whatever it is, but that you're so connected to yourself and your own strength and belief in yourself that you become a more compassionate, open-hearted, joyful person. And life just changes. It's not this drudgery, but it's a place of unbelievable possibility. That's fantastic. And I know it's written for an individual, but is this something families could do together? I mean, we're stuck together (laughs) right now anyway. Is this something you could do as a unit? I have thought about that, and I do think it would be so powerful. If young people could learn these ideas and could delve into who they are emotionally and step away from the belief systems that they've been raised, but tap into the beliefs that they have at their core, because they're not as layered with all of the human experience that those of us that are older are. They're much more connected to that place where we came from, whatever that is. And they can access creativity in a way that I don't think adults can. And I think it would be a really exciting thing to take on as a family to move through. And I just think parents are going to have to step aside sometimes and let the kids race forward as they grapple with all the things that they have to release before they can catch up to the kids. Yeah. And it seems like it can build so much closeness and respect for one another. I think so too. I think that it would give a lot of insight for both the children into the parents, which I think is an interesting dynamic to be able to see them as human beings, as flawed human beings, and then as parents to be able to see their children's gifts and also the things that are starting to develop that could really get in their way further down the line. And if you could nip that early, you're going to help the child to achieve greater success earlier and not have to struggle maybe quite so much. That's terrific. Well, we're going to come back and we're going to tell people how they can learn more about where to get your book and find out a little bit more about it. But Martha, it was wonderful to talk to you. I'm really excited to dig into this workbook myself because I've been going through it as I prepared for this and it really is a fantastic tool. And as I've said, what better time? You know, we've all finished the Tiger King, so we can now move on to something else and that can be your workbook. Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I can't express my gratitude enough to you and also your enthusiasm about the workbook just makes my heart feel so good. So that's wonderful. That was Martha Alderson, author of Boundless Creativity, a spiritual workbook for overcoming self-doubt, emotional traps, and other creative blocks. 
You can learn more about Martha and her workbook by visiting us at livehappynow.com. We also wanted to tell you about something brand new that we have going this week. You can now start each day a little bit happier with the all-new Live Happy Daily Happiness Briefing. After enabling this as an Alexa skill, you start every weekday with a two-minute dose of happiness just by saying, Alexa, give me my daily happiness briefing. Visit our website for a link to enable it. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. Mm-hmm.